there, Brookings, Oregon. This is Amanda with the Quality Living with Peaceful Support Show, a radio program that talks about all things quality living and ways of achieving that with peaceful support. You can find me at the Reps Gym, the Century 21 office, uh, Checo Activity Center, out walking at the ocean, or the Wild Rivers Film Festival office. All types of fun activities that we have here in Brookings for all of our tourists and locals and friends and family to participate with. There's something unique that came about from the creation of this show and all the activities that we have here in town. Um, I hear a lot of people speaking about that there is a housing situation, and I've heard this for a while, that there's a housing shortage. And what what we may actually be seeing is a qualifying shortage. And with that being said, that might be getting the wheels turning in a lot of people who are out there that are renting and that are thinking of how to improve their quality of living. Um, well, today we thought that it would be really good to ask an expert because these are questions I don't have answers to. And so we have today in the KCIW studio, Mr. Sean Killingsworth. Hi, Sean. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm living in the sixth decade of my life. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And I would have to bring my parents up first. I feel incredibly blessed to still have my folks here with, with me. And uh, I'm one of five siblings. I've been a Southern Oregon boy really all my life, although a good part of that has been living in Portland. But a lot of my family lives here. My folks have been in the same house outside of Grants Pass for 46 years. Uh, very close with my siblings. Sad that I can't see them more. Um, I just have this love for music and comedy, and uh, my wife and I find a way to laugh every day. We certainly try, because if you take things too serious, it it, uh, it impacts your, your stress level, right? But um, I have two beautiful daughters, and uh, I've been blessed. I've just been blessed to have my health and to have such a wonderful family unit around me Mm. and uh, had one of the best Christmases ever because I got to be with so many of my family members. Oh, nice. Good. Every year? Pretty much every year. (laughs) Good, good. We love to host. We're blessed to have a big house. Well, we thank them for the support because that's what really shines is, you know, that peaceful support is when we we have those values surrounding us and those people that are like-minded and loving and, and supportive and encouraging us to do radical things, it, which brings up peaceful support. How do you find yourself generating that in your world? Or does it exist? I would be remiss if I didn't mention my wife real quick, too, because she's my soulmate. She helps me with that peaceful support. I tend to have a little anxiety on occasion and be a little bit high-strung, but peaceful support, another really great question that heightened my awareness Um, I think it's about organizing community projects. I think it's about um, sticking to routines, getting involved. I even put the chamber down because I'm blessed to be part of CCBR and, you know, love what the chamber's doing right now locally. Um, Neighborhood gatherings, I think, are really 
uh, can be really amazing to create peaceful support. And doesn't always have to be like-minded people. It's great to be with like-minded people, but diversity is also really wonderful. So being willing to get outside of your comfort zone and look for support maybe in places that you wouldn't think you'd find it, um, sometimes that can really awaken people a little bit. So uh, I'm blessed in my neighborhood to have two new neighborhoods because people sold off their two acres where I live. And it's just amazing to see these neighbors that do so much together and they have holidays together like, you know, July 4th. They have ugly sweater gatherings. I'm just impressed looking over and kind of viewing them and seeing how many neighbors reach out to one another. It's harder to find these days. And I think it's really that that creates a lot of peace, I think, when you're that comfortable with your whole community or neighborhood. Very true. Very true. Tell us all about your line of work and what you do um, with your company, Canopy Mortgage. Yeah, I would love to. I'm with Canopy Mortgage as a branch manager slash loan officer. I have a little one-man branch here in Brookings. I think it's the second full year I've had an office, but we are a wholesale lender. We loan our own money, so it's not a broker situation. Um, and even though I still live outside of the Brookings market, I'm here every month as much as can be and try to meet with clients down here, try to pre-qualify people, pre-approve people, and uh, everyone's got their own footprint. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's the fun part of my job. One of the fun things that I get to do is is try to piece the puzzle together. That makes a lot of sense, especially when it is a big puzzle, when people are attempting to get all those pieces together to create the lifestyle they wish to be living and evolve and elevate up out of their current situations. It's like getting the borders in and then get the corner pieces and then you start seeing the whole picture and pretty soon you're gluing it all together and putting it on the wall. <laughs> it can be very rewarding on both sides of the desk. Nice, nice. How did you find yourself in Brookings? Eleven and a half years ago, I was fortunate enough to close a loan, and the seller's agent called me and said she couldn't believe what uh, professional job we did and asked if it would be okay if she could send a client over. Hmm. And that was Gloria Eide in Gold Beach. I thank her every time I see her because it was, a, it was just a blessing. And I started coming down to Gold Beach, didn't really know a lot about Brookings at the time, but mm. all of a sudden Gold Beach and Port Orford became Brookings and fell in love with Brookings. And uh, yeah, so for almost 11 and a half years now, I've been calling on Curry County and I started folding Coos County in as well. Hmm. Hmm. That, a lot of history. And thank you, Gloria, for bringing such a radical person here to the area. Uh, we, I, I heard about Sean from different... Um, of your clients, honestly. That's how I, I mean, I see you in the office. You come to the different offices and functions. I thought, well, this ought to be a really good person to talk with and ask these questions that, that I don't know about and that our community may be wanting to learn about of how to qualify for a home because they're out there. <laughs> Most grateful that you asked me to come in today, and uh, I try to help everyone that I can. I'm still passionate about it after 20 years. Mm -hmm. And we never say no to anyone. We pre-approve people for free. We just try to give them the roadmap so if they're not ready right now from a credit profile standpoint or maybe they don't have the assets, we work with them hand-in-hand hand so that we can get them there. Wow. 
a lot of people are probably drooling to hear how they can get in contact with you. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, most agents certainly have my information. Mm -hmm. They didn't throw it in the circular. But I do have a little one-man office in Blue Pack right off of 101. They can certainly go find me, Sean Killingsworth, Canopy Mortgage. I have my own website. Um, and really, again, business cards are in a lot of businesses, but you can just go Google Sean Killingsworth or the Sean Killingsworth team with Canopy, and you'll see reviews and all the information there, how to get pre-approved. Uh, so we try to make it easy for folks because, let's face it, we're all moving in 20 different directions at any one time. So we try not to make a difficult process. It is really quite easy, and it's a free service to get pre-approved. That just probably sounds like um, imagination to a lot of people, but that's a real thing. You really get pre-approved for free mm -hmm. for your dream house. <laughs> and as you said, at least get the puzzle pieces to it if it isn't happening this season or next season. It is something similar to a savings account. You just keep working on getting all those pieces together. And I think it's in, it's about enabling mm -hmm. because there's not very many people that have a 20 scores and money to spare, if you will, you know? Right. Um, so I think it's, it's about uh, having a starting point and getting their basic information with, again, you know, we're not going to wear them out and have them try to build an encyclopedia of docs, but then we can enable them. And a lot of times that happens via a Zoom call or sitting with the couple or just getting on a phone call at least. And they need to know. Mm -hmm. they, you know, it's outside of their realm a little bit. So they need to know, hey, what do I need to do? And I love working for first-time home buyers and, of course, veterans and everyone. But first-time home buyers end up being kind of sponges. Oh. They tend to really listen, tell me what I need to do. And I really want to buy a house. And we, we do that for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about some of the pieces to this puzzle that may make or break somebody getting a house or what would delay it. Or I, I really honestly would be a first time home buyer. So I have no idea about any of this. I will be the biggest sponge ever. <laughs> so you're kind of in the market yourself. You will, absolutely. That's, it's going to be a couple awesome. of years, two to five years. You have to have a plan or else you're never going to get there. Right. Right. So really, I would say since 2008, when we, most of us know what happened in 08, when the lending industry kind of went down and they were loaning money to people that they shouldn't really have loaned money to and whatnot, they have this thing called ability to repay. It's an acronym like so many other acronyms in all of our businesses. But if you can prove the ability to repay by credit profile, assets, because you pretty much every loan, there are a few hundred percent loans. I brought that information in today, but you, you pretty much have to prove the ability to repay, and that's running a credit report, looking at income, hopefully not having too much of a gap the last two years. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that you can't have a gap between jobs, but it's we have virtual underwriter in our system, and yet we still have an underwriter that'll look at the file when it's ready to go, but it's kind of taking those pieces of assets, credit profile, income, because you, your ratios have to work. So we have to go by guidelines because loans have to sell on the secondary market and whatnot. We have to live within those guidelines. And, uh, and so those are the things that are important. But again, it's not that someone can't work for a few months to get to where they need to if they're just a little bit short on score. Or they might be looking for a family member that could even help them with a down payment. Hmm. Those are multiple options. And it's so supportive. It's just a, it just feels like a big bunch of peaceful support, a whole 
way, uh, a different way of looking at the process. Like when I hear it or when I think about it, I just instantly just want to run the other way because I think of all these lions and tigers. <laughs> and bears, oh my. <laughs> um, no, and I, I do understand that. There are so many first-time home buyers that never delved into it all. They never Googled it. They never really have read much. They might have, they might have, you know, asked a few questions of a friend that bought a house. Mm -hmm. So we really start them at the very basic. And I try not to share so much information that it becomes too much gray matter and whatnot. Mm -hmm. We try to just share with them, hey, if we can work on getting you pre-approved and I can know what your goals are, mm -hmm. let's simplify it down to that first. And then we get other people involved. It takes a village, right? So all of a sudden there's a coordinator involved, sometimes a processor, or I might even have to call an underwriter because let's face it, sometimes people get paid yeah. seven different ways and they you know, they have 1099s. We're working for a guy right now out of Texas. He's, right. he's got 20 businesses. Wow. So it just takes a little, <laughs> you know, it takes a little effort, but we really try to kind of dumb it down so it doesn't become overwhelming. Yeah, it makes it taste better when we when we, you know, chew on those words. Uh, KCIW listeners, for everyone out there to, just tuning in, we're talking with Sean Killingsworth of Canopy Mortgage. He has an office in the Blue Pack building here in Brookings. And we're talking about ways to kind of um, take that big elephant of getting a home loan and, and how to learn how to just get on top of it and, and ride it. How did you get involved in mortgages? <laughs> where does where does that come from? Well, you can you can tell by looking at me that I have a lot of experience doing something, right? <laughs> so I spent about 19 years in corporate America, which was probably about 17 or 18 too many because it was kind of square peg, round hole. But oh. I did learn a lot from being in corporate America. I was fortunate enough to work for a few great companies. You probably heard of Campbell Soup Company, yeah, and uh, Checkerboard Square, Ralston Perina, and. Uh, uh, I loved it, but it was it wasn't satiating, kind of what I w had hoped for as my career built. So I started cleaning credit. I walked away from corporate America, started cleaning credit, and that kind of naturally involved into helping people with mortgages. Hmm. Once I learned how to help people get a you know their credit where it needed to be, I'm like, well, I'd love to help people buy homes too. So that was about 20 years ago. Just a few weeks ago, I celebrated a 20 year anniversary. Well, congratulations. That's a lot of devotion and perseverance. And and it obviously is working if it's something that you keep doing that's supportive. I'm a fighter, so I've been through 2008. A lot of people didn't make <laughs> it then. And as you know, the mortgage industry has been challenged the last 18 or 20 months. But I love what I do. Again, the passion mm -hmm. uh, is there. And uh, I have retirement plans, not too far out, but okay. Uh, I love what I'm doing so much that I don't really think a lot about that. Right, right. How about um, the the other things that um, you're passionate about in your life? My two daughters. Mm -hmm. They're probably my legacy. I have a 31 year old daughter and a 19 year old daughter that's just about not a teen anymore, so it's a little bit hard on dad, but very passionate about my two girls, and I wouldn't trade them for all the boys in Texas. Uh, <laughs> but music, I was just sharing with you off the air that uh, I've been fortunate enough to be in a handful of bands. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of created one band for a, a reunion, for my class reunion. But I would say comedy, 
and surfing. Yes. And live music. I hope when I move to Brookings soon, I can somehow be involved in the live music scene. Yes, please. We accept all the live music as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I used to scuba dive more. You know, that was something that my when I met my wife, she was really into scuba diving and had done some 30-plus dives, but we haven't done that much lately. But we just love being in the outdoors. And that's another thing about Brookings. It's so attractive. It really is. It's it's one of a kind, you know. We can't, There, you know, the water's a little bit cold. We can get in it on, like, the hottest days, and it's worth it. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And would you say there, do you have an idea of there are plenty of houses available for people in the area, or... um? Would you say it's difficult to find a house or what, how would you, are you, is it okay to say like you're like the take on what's going on in the market right now? Yeah. And I actually had an, an, an agent or more than one when I did some lunch and learn presentations down here for some of the offices that was sharing local information. But so I hope some agents aren't out there listening that are going to cringe a little bit and say, oh, I don't know if that's exactly it. But from my perspective, what I see is we went through COVID when houses went up as much as 27% appreciation mm-hmm. and it started putting people out of the market. Right. And as a matter of fact, I was just telling Tom too, you know, if, if you were renting and your landlord said, I'm going to sell my house and you kind of found yourself 60 days to move out, hmm. it, you know, became very difficult even to find another rental because the demand so much. And then after COVID, you had rates that started going up exponentially and mm-hmm. didn't stop going up almost for the last 18 months, right? We hit, some, we hit some highs there. And all of a sudden, it took a lot of people out from being able to qualify because rates now have doubled in a year and a half almost since you know, the end of COVID. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a bit of a problem. because. And the, the other thing is that it just seemed like it wasn't that long ago that you could buy a $300,000 house. And there's just... Unless it's a total fixer-upper that may not even be financeable, you can't really find homes in that three hundred, even $340,000 range. So I think that is the other challenge. I have heard that they've built a community or they're looking at building a community of manufactured homes mm-hmm. or you know modular-type homes. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that the city looks more at trying to do something like that where they can... I, I get that a lot of neighborhoods don't want first-time homebuyer houses, Mm. Um, but I think that's what we kind of need because there's a lot of young couples that work very hard, but they just can't get into homes because, you know, you're looking at 375 and up. Correct. And they, they kind of want, they, from what I hear and feel in different areas is they they grew up or they did a lot of, um, time and energy renting and being in a university area and they're just kind of want to start their family or do something different. And, um, Yeah. It would be nice to have something available for them. I wish there were even more rent-to-own opportunities. Oh, some that people could good. get into a you know a rental situation, and then the landlord wants to sell it a year later. And right, those have worked pretty darn good in the communities. Some of the other communities I've worked in, but yeah, it's just it's very challenging. The one good news on the horizon is everything I read is we could be seeing rates under six by the third or fourth quarter, and that will help more people qualify. Mm-hmm. But, and you have a lot of folks that just don't want to leave the rate they have because they got a, you know, of course. historical low rate, <laughs> or I think there would be more housing available too. Right. How about, are there solutions that are evolving from the high rise situation? Are there other pieces that we can add, like other tech 
tactics or techniques, anything magical that you've seen in your field to get approved? Yeah, surprisingly, with the economy is obviously thriving, and it's because of the runaway economy a little bit that we've seen rates continue to go up because the government didn't really want people to buy homes. They really didn't want people to buy second homes, so they jacked up rates. But interesting, even with the, the climate we have, we have a, a number of 100% loans. USDA's always been out there, mm-hmm. and Brookings and Gold Beach and Port Orford all qualify because less than 20000 Correct, yes. But it's a little bit harder loan to get. They mm-hmm. tighten down, they ratcheted down who they'll loan to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've just recently come out with another 100% program with down payment assistance. It is income-based. but And it's not just Canopy. I know that there are other opportunities out there, but there are some loan programs out there where you can put as low as 3% down. And if you don't have all 3%, it can be gifted from family member. And then there's some really good agents out there that can help you get closing costs from a seller too. So you do have to be creative a little bit. Right. But I'm encouraged that there are some programs that would might maybe consider a little bit more high risk because people aren't putting meat on the bone. Right. And those programs, people should call and find out if they qualify for those programs. That makes a lot of sense, Sean. That's, that's very good advice. And it's a lot of, you know, being creative and thinking outside the box and, you know, not everything is cookie cutter. We all know that. And it's it's good to have options and different views. And would you re- would you say it's good to talk to a couple different um, loan officer, loan pro- brokers, or would you? Yeah, because I think everyone, almost everyone has a program or two that are kind of unique. Mm-hmm. But we're all trying to sell loans on the secondary market mm-hmm. uh, unless it's a portfolio type program. And I just feel blessed because I would compare my bank maybe more to a Fred Meyer where there are so many options. Oh, nice. You know, versus some banks, unfortunately, only have one or two programs. Right. But I think we're all trying to get creative to help more buyers, not just first-time home buyers. Because there's people that have life events that don't have great credit. Right. And uh, so there are Alt-A programs out there. Those are alternative programs that don't have to qualify under, you know, kind of Fannie Freddie conventional Mm -hmm. guidelines or government guidelines on uh, FHA loans and whatnot. I'm throwing a lot of acronyms out there and I don't know that I should be, but the best thing is to call because, again, we can even have non-occupant co-bars, family wants to help. They can help their kids or help a family member qualify by being on the loan for a short time. Would that be something similar to when you have a co-signer on a car or a co-signer on anything? You took the words out of my mouth. It is a little bit similar. (laughs) They are going to be responsible for that payment if the people that actually are living in the house, their family couldn't pay it. But it is like that, and we know they're not going to live there, so that's why we call that a non-occupant co-borrower. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we work a lot with, you know, what is quality? And how do we improve it? Or how do we receive peaceful support? And this really, I really feel that, you know, having a house and a place to call home, like really is, a, it's, it's, it's important. And, and tell us your, um, what you would say quality means to you. This was a tough question for me because I've never in my long life been asked it before, but it, it was good. It did heighten my awareness about it. And I first thing that came to my mind is being the best version of myself, being, you know, the best version of a business, being the best version of something that you might buy in a store, um, and striving for excellence. Uh, you know, there's a baseline to quality. Mm. And 
I just think anytime you're striving and not being complacent and trying to do the best you can and you have unique attributes about you or a product or a company, the one other thing that came to mind in this life we're living in now is, and I think it kind of stemmed from COVID a little bit, is just it's hard to find really good customer service. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, it just used to seem like it existed kind of, <laughs> it was pervasive everywhere. And, it, uh, you know, I know companies are hurting and had to lay off people and whatnot, but it, that's the other thing that came to mind is the quality of someone that goes above and beyond or a business that goes above and beyond. Mm-hmm. But what I've tried to do anyway from, you know, a personal standpoint is have the attributes that I think uh, make up really good customer service or over-the-top service, you know, like helpfulness and sincerity, uh, honesty, um, you know, having those qualities and, and sticking to those qualities and always being true to yourself. I also thought of quality control because I was oh, in the food industry for okay. a while. So, <laughs> nice. you know, there's, quality can be a lot of different things, right? Right, but, yeah. But uh, that, mm-hmm. that's what, that's kind of what I came up. Fantastic. We appreciate you sharing that with us here. It just brings a little more um, details and a little bit more awareness of, to you know, every, you know, the thought process of, you know, you tell somebody, well, what is blue, you know, and then they tell you, well, they say either the sky or the water and that, you know, gives or a house. It gives, just gives a different um, perspective to who we are and what's going on inside of our thoughts. And so thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there a, a a certain key factor or a key element that that you can provide to the community that they should know about? Yeah, that's that's an excellent question. I I think we have strived to make it easier to get qualified, mm-hmm. and we don't talk about um, just being pre qualified and yet yet we we try to go deep into pre-approving people and making sure that when we tell an agent that someone can buy a four hundred thousand dollar house for instance but i do think we offer very unique programs we help people with their credit right i'm readily available seven days a week i do consider myself local even though i can't put my head on a pillow here all the time uh kciw listeners we are here with sean killingsworth from the canopy mortgage talking about uh, approvals for loans on getting people their dream homes and you know you watch all that stuff on the media and it's like you know trying to trying to wrestle with monkeys is so it would just not be <laughs> all that exciting <laughs> but thank you for for bringing this insight to us and um hopefully you'll own your home here I do own a piece of land. It just wasn't the prudent (laughs) time to build on it. But (laughs) I I went up when I got here today, a few days ago, I went up and just got to kind of walk around my piece of land and imagine what it would be like to put a barnuminium or some kind of house on it. So we'll be here soon. Brookings is my future home. I thought it might be this year, but uh, it'll be soon. That's exciting. That's exciting. I can't wait. Yes. And we thank our community and our neighborhood here on KCIW for listening and thank you for being part of our community and of the community and um, thank you for your time sean thank you so much for having me amanda yes absolutely mm-hmm.